What's up, all you wine hoes? I'm Liz. And I'm Sav. And this is Over Porn What's up, wine hoes? <laughs> Guys, today our guest is a singer-songwriter, classically trained violinist, and performer. She recently moved from Sweden to Los Angeles and is releasing an upcoming album called Wolf Woman. Please welcome Eileen Wolf. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're really excited. so excited that you're <laughs> yeah, here. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's drink some wine. Hell yeah. yeah. Love it. So uh, today we're drinking uh, Barbera Dasti. It's from Northern Italy and from 2019. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm. Ooh. Woo. Nice and bold. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ooh, that punches you in the mm, face. Yeah. Like, in a good way. <laughs> with the Italians, because yeah. they're like, yeah, bam. Yeah. <laughs> bam. In face. Well, as always, guys, we'll circle back to the wine at the end of the episode and give you some final thoughts and pairing ideas. And yeah. How I met Eileen, uh, I actually just like went with some friends to a listening party and mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea whose listening party I'm going to, but yeah. I'm excited. It was in the Hollywood Hills at this really cool, uh, this like really cool house. And, um, yeah, I was like very s- obviously surprised. Like I saw an amazing, amazing performance and oh, it was so you. intimate and beautiful. And, um, yeah, and then I, I had to ask you to be on the podcast yes, after that. Yeah, so you did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but can you take us back to the beginning of your mm-hmm. music journey? Like, when was the first time you took an interest in music? Yeah, so, um, I'm, yeah, as you said, I'm a singer-songwriter, but I also play violin. So, my dad is actually a musician. He used to play in progressive rock bands in the 70s and in the 70s and 80s back in Sweden. Oh, wow. And um, uh, when when I was born, he was playing the piano and stuff, and I was sitting kind of in his lap singing Stevie Wonder, Isn't She Lovely, Aww. when I was like three. <laughs> so, and then I was dancing ballet when I was little, and then we made a move from a big town to uh, to the island. And then my parents asked me, like, do you want to keep on dancing or do you want to start playing violin? And I was like, I want to play violin because I haven't done that before. And mm-hmm. I was six years old. <laughs> so that's kind of how my music journey started. I was starting to play violin by six. But like music was like always very present in our family in many ways so in school there were a lot of we had a really good music teacher Mm -hmm. and she put on shows every semester and it was like a small school so like I always got to be like the lead role and stuff because no one else wanted to (laughs) so I was always singing and performing even though like violin was kind of like my first instrument till I was 18 Mm -hmm. almost yeah is violin a popular instrument in Sweden like was there a reason your parents wanted you to play violin I wouldn't say it's like it's kind of like here it's not more or less popular but Mm -hmm. it was just like 
I guess like my parents really liked classical music, so we did that. But then I got an injury around when I was 16, and I kind of like battled with that for a couple of years. Mm. And then I just decided to start singing more professionally or like more intentionally I would say like for a start and then like starting to write my own songs and Mm. stuff Mm -hmm. so So. would you say that that injury that happened in your life really transitioned you into being a singer-songwriter yeah yeah violin on the back burner a bit definitely because like I always had the passion for like writing songs and singing but since I was like kind of serious with the violin Mm -hmm. um, I was you know traveling all around Europe and stuff even though I was like a kid Mm -hmm. so that was pretty serious so because of that I didn't really have that much time to uh, to put into my songwriting and singing so like it was really hard at the time when I had to stop playing because of my injury but after I was really happy because like it suited me much better and I'm mm. like much more happier doing what I'm doing today mm. so yeah. yeah yeah wow that's awesome and then you transitioned from Sweden to LA how has that transition been have you had any culture shock so far? That's a yeah, big transition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Like, I actually lived in Paris between that two for oh, a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then I moved back, like, a little bit to Sweden. And then I had this publisher and a music company that I got signed with in Sweden. And they did, like, they put me on festivals, like, all around Europe. But then when there was a festival here in L.A., and so I actually hadn't thought about moving to L.A. It wasn't really on my ra- radar. But after going to that festival and I visited Malibu and Venice and uh, and all that, like, I just really, really loved L.A. And I felt, like, so at home mm-hmm. here. So after that festival, I decided to... I wrote a song called Malibu, and then I decided to to move here. So, oh, yeah. oh, I <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so going back to your, your, your question there like um yeah there have been like a couple of culture shocks like um for example like the first thing that everyone was telling me and that I also felt was like you know like the flakiness because like Mm -hmm. in Sweden we're very like I was the person being late like I was the person that people get like (laughs) mad at and then I come here and it's like you know like really close friends even like in like in the beginning really close friends were like not showing up and and mm. you know like and I couldn't like really I, I didn't really like understand that thing I was like oh did I do anything but then I realized that okay everyone just like have so much to do and it's like it's just like the culture uh like being late or flaking like because there's so much going on all the time so yeah. I feel like I'm more um yeah, I got used to it, so I don't take it personally. Yeah, there's anymore. always a 30 minute buffer for LA traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like that's yeah. the minimum. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's not even being late. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's unique to LA too, just like the flakiness kind mm-hmm. of, and like mm-hmm. just the assumption of like, will they actually show up or will they not? It's yeah. very LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, so, I guess like also with them. Um, uh, with the music industry was like a not culture shock but like a big difference because like here there's like so many people trying to make it and people are like really you know like committed to their art and stuff but 
no one like a lot of people are not not really making money so mm -hmm. they have to they put in like full time with their music or whatever they do and then they also have like three other jobs mm -hmm. and in Sweden it was more like if you could book the show you are good enough and then you get paid mm -hmm. so it wasn't like of course there's like small little shows that you can do that is for you know people that are not in the industry but like at the level that you have to be if you play at the Trivador or the Mint or wherever it is like that was like considered like you know professional level so then you got paid and like you can actually make a living mm -hmm. from it so I guess like figuring out that and how to kind of yeah I guess like make a living as, a, as an artist mm -hmm. it's yeah. like as was like something that was kind of yeah so getting paid in Sweden was standard yeah not everywhere but kind of like if you're if you're at a certain level and if you're playing at certain clubs mm. like for example like like I don't want to like maybe I shouldn't like pinpoint <laughs> clubs mm -hmm. here but there's a lot of clubs that are like kind of you know classic rock clubs classic clubs that people have been playing for decades and it's a little bit different here yeah mm -hmm. yeah did you know that about the LA music scene before you came I knew a little bit um yeah but I guess like maybe not to the extent yeah, yeah yeah did you have a hard time making friends in LA did you know anyone when you moved out here no but I actually uh, I applied to a musicians institute in Hollywood oh, okay so I that was kind of like how I got into the country because it's it's hard otherwise to kind of like get mm -hmm. a visa and stuff so mm -hmm. uh, I already had a music um education but it was more because of like to get my visa. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, like there were a lot of people there. So that kind of like got me into the scene and find friends and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. I know we talked about like the music scene in LA and Sweden are very different, but like, what about music, music wise? Like, is there like different sorts of genres like I have no idea what kind of music goes on in Sweden or yeah. what people make there so no I mean like it's a little bit like here too that is like different cities or like I mean LA is a lot about hip-hop it used to be a lot mm -hmm. about rock now mm -hmm. it's more like about hip-hop and, and the rock scene and the, the like acoustic scene mm -hmm. it's like still there but um I guess like Gothenburg where I come from it's like we're really big on punk rock metal actually really? wow and and it's a it's like a weird it's like a weird mix of things it's like punk rock metal and actually world music we have like a lot of like shows that are kind of fun weird mixes between like african or like south american and and uh, oh, so we have a lot wow. of like world music in, in gothenburg mm. so yeah it's a weird mix of but those are the three biggest <laughs> like pop is not that big in, in gothenburg for some reason huh. in sweden in general in in, in stockholm pop, pop is like bigger yeah. oh interesting yeah I know, most of your songs are in English. Would you ever, you know, make it a little more worldly in your in your music or um, sing in Swedish? Swedish? I yeah. mean, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> no, you're right, Swedish. <laughs> I mean, like, when I started to write, I was trying to uh, to write in Swedish, but I 
like I didn't like what came, what came out. So mm. I guess like I always listen to English speaking music, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whether it's like you know from from England and or or uh, the states or just like people singing in English. So I guess it didn't feel that natural to me to uh, to write in Swedish. But I do use like a little bit. I like to have like a little influences. Like there's some like a little bit of like flamenco guitar maybe in one of my songs. Mm. Or you know, I, I like crossover. It's not like totally, but just like that little hint, you know, mm-hmm. of um, of other genres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. What would you say inspires your music most? Is it do you? Um, are you inspired by other artists? Are you inspired by like life events? Yeah, I guess actually I'm inspired. I, I mean, like, I have artists that I listen to a lot, and and but I don't necessarily write music that sounds like them. Mm-hmm. So I think that like I'm mostly inspired by life events, mm-hmm. and I'm very inspired by nature. Like I I love like going out hiking, uh, camping, and like a lot of inspiration comes to me like mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What inspired the title Wolf Woman? Yeah, so that's, um, I read this book um, called Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clar- uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, and it, it kind of become like a modern day classic. It's not that modern anymore, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like Simone de Beauvoir back in the time, so mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a feminist book, but it's, it's like softer in a way of, yeah and um it's like a collection of different stories from all around the world talking about uh women and women's like role in society or like women's struggle and all of that so that book was really inspiring to me because they were talking about the wolf woman or the female wolf Mm. and how she is kind of like a mix between what's like traditionally called like feminine and and masculine Mm. you know like traditionally we have like different features that we you know put in those boxes um whether we like it or not and the wolf woman is um has those sides two sides of her that i think it's very like inspiring as a role model which is like so in one hand she's like very loving and protective about her tribe mm-hmm. and um caring of her tribe and then on the other hand she's also very like uh sovereign um like independent she has great like intuition so like she runs out you know in the wild and kind of like hunts and like come back um uh, to her tribe with the you know, with the mm. prey, and so she has those two sides that, oh, like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, like, I always felt like, I don't know, with women that I met that, like, they maybe were, like, one or the other, and that I kind of, you know, like, yeah, I, I felt like this mix was mm-hmm. something that I could identify with. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I want to be like a strong, independent woman, but I also just don't want to like you know, whatever, run over people or like, you know, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be like loving and caring mm-hmm. and I all those things. It's interesting too, because I, I mean, we talk about the polarity, you know, is what you're talking mm-hmm. about, the masculine, the feminine, yin and yang, um, sun and moon. Exactly. Like we talk about this polarity within relationships with yeah. other people, but mm-hmm. we 
I, I mean, personally, I have never talked about it within myself because everything you're yeah. saying right now, I completely relate to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I do have this like decisiveness side of me and like, but I also sometimes like want to be indecisive. Like I want to, I want to be, you know, like not make the decision sometimes. And I, mm-hmm. I want that feminine trait in me. I, I want to relate to both my feminine and my masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that like, you know, whatever we choose in the moment, it's like, it's okay. It's like kind of like her, those stories are kind of also about like, okay, whatever you choose is okay. So don't put like boundaries of, of like how we're supposed to be mm-hmm. and, and different, but like mm-hmm. you can be hard or you can be soft, but it's like your choice. And it's like, no, like history of like womanhood or whatever yeah. should like yeah. uh, should decide for you so that's kind of her you know side mm-hmm. but it's 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 so beautiful because it's like not even like her talking it's like more the um, mythologies that she gathered from women around the world you know Ooh, yeah. i want to read this book now this yeah. Yeah. So cool. you should, <laughs> everyone should read this book women who run with the wolves by clarissa mccollins this yeah yeah so masculine and feminine energy i feel like it's been more of a conversation in the U.S. Do you feel like it's similar in Sweden, too? Is that as prominent over there? Yeah. I mean, like, we are very much about equality in Sweden. We're, like, actually one of the countries in the world that are, like, uh, yeah, most, like, prominent when it comes to that. So mm-hmm. there's, like, always, like, big discussions in in music industry, in, like, yeah, in all kinds of arts, but also, like, in politics and, and mm-hmm. you know, in school. We, like... In all university uh, courses you take, there is always a gender equality uh, oh, wow. like course that That's is crazy. like included. Yeah, so so we are so even like coming here, I felt like there were like a lot less than than it's in, in Sweden because we're like very, uh, yeah, forward with that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize huh. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. that's amazing yeah so you kind of like stepped back in time when you came here <laughs> and you're like, oh. uh, I mean like not in some ways so in some ways a step forward in time in some ways back yeah 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 definitely. yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah so what do you have coming out like are you when is wolf woman coming out when can we expect more music from you yeah so um I'm actually right now recording um uh wolf woman and I started the first song, and tomorrow I'm starting to record the second song as well, and mm. an album, so that's really exciting. Um, it's going to be a nine-song album, so pretty pretty short for an album, but um, yeah, the goal is to, to get it out in June, so... Yeah, uh, so sometime in June it's oh, gonna amazing. be yeah. uh, out there. So how has your writing process been? Um, so the writing process, I actually finished writing all the songs a while ago, but I've been um, trying to find the right people to work with. Mm. Um, so that's been more, and also, you know, like it's. Um, as a musician, like when you go into the studio, you you gotta have like a budget. Budget. It's like nine songs. There's people there recording you. There's like your musician. Uh, you gotta have like the the whole like 
PR around after mm-hmm. when you so so I kind of been waiting for that for like uh, yeah almost a year so the writing was done and I, I even have like enough material for another album <laughs> after wow, this. Wow. <laughs> so um, so yeah the writing is pretty like when I get an idea I don't really like write every day mm-hmm. I don't write like that consistently but I, I'm just more writing like when I have inspiration, and then it goes, like, really fast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's one thing. And then um, I have a couple of shows coming up as well. Yeah. So I was, like, just playing at the Mint um, and a couple of other shows, and then we're playing at um, Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, Oh, amazing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite venue in L.A. so far? Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I played at like a lot of venues, like um, the Viper Room, Trepador, the mm-hmm. Mint, Hard Rock Face coming up, and but my favorite is actually the Mint because it's not the biggest one that I played or anything, but I just like I love the stuff there. I love the vibe. Mm-hmm. I love they have like a beautiful green room. Um, <laughs> uh, you feel like well taken care of, and I always get like a lot of people. I don't know what it is, but like a lot of people are always coming out when I play there. So it's always this like great vibe, and also they have they have really good sound engineers, and I can't like mm. state that like yeah uh, enough how important that is to like have sound engineer that works with you and make mm-hmm. it sounds really great because mm-hmm. if they don't then like it's not much. I mean, you can still do your job, but like it's really important. So thank yeah. you, Mint, for <laughs> being such an awesome venue. Are you planning on having any like album release party or? Definitely, I'm gonna have an album release party. I also have actually. There's so much coming like coming up right now, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of forget some of the <laughs> things. But um, I am working on a music video. Um, and it's in editing right now Uh, so Jan Hedges uh, who Mm -hmm. we're um, filming it he's like editing it right now so we are gonna do a release for that too but um, but definitely a release party for the for the album when it comes yeah amazing we'll keep us updated on the date we're there What is your craziest drunk story? So I tend to have quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) There's two that comes to mind. And um, so one was like, I I was at uh, the Rainbow Bar. And Mm. I was there with my friend. And we had already been drinking a lot. And Rainbow Bar, for those of you who don't know, it's like a rock club. And and it's like people, the alcohol is like flowing pretty widely there as people, rock people, stars do yeah <laughs> people people get pretty fucked up so me and my friend we had already been ringing some and then at one point like i almost like start to like black out a little bit like i don't like i i'm not in control of what i'm doing mm-hmm. we go upstairs uh it's this like huge dude with uh this was like three years ago by the way uh but uh it's this like huge dude with like a lot of tattoos all over his face and everywhere (laughs) and everywhere and kind of like yeah really like kind of like 
I, I love style, but like he was kind of like scary looking, you know, mm-hmm. I think I'm like so cool and, you know, like so strong or whatever. So like I go up to him and I'm like start to like flirt with him. And uh, my friend <laughs> is like, Eileen, like, uh, you know, we should probably go now. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and then his supposedly, I guess, wife comes up oh. and <laughs> she draws like a knife. And my friend is like, Eileen, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, but I can talk to you wherever I want. So she has to like drag me down the, the staircase. Oh my God. And like, and uh, like, I, yeah, I assure you, like, if I was not that drunk, I like, that's not the way I would have reacted. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, so she was like dragging me down the stair. And, and then supposedly I, I still was like, no, I don't want to leave and, and whatever. But um, yeah, that was kind of crazy. The day after she told me this, because I didn't remember this. And she was like, I, I like almost left you there because. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this was wow. Scary. Liquid yeah. courage yeah. is real for you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Since you have so much liquid courage already, it sounds like mm-hmm. we are also going to play our game Liquid Courage, mm-hmm. which is a series of rapid fire questions, mm-hmm. and you have to answer them as fast as you can and then drink after. Those are just the rules. Mm-hmm. We just didn't make rules. it out. We didn't make it up. Those are just the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Do you need more wine? Are you good? Uh, yeah, maybe I need some more wine. Yeah. We'll start off nice and easy. What is mm-hmm. your drink of choice? Uh, red wine. Italian red wine. There we go. Right <laughs> What's something you can't drink anymore because of a bad experience? Uh, Kaloa. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. That'll get you. Yeah. It's so heavy, too. Bad, mm-hmm. like, yeah. bad drinks when I was, like, way too young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the first music you ever bought? Oh, I think it was the course. It's like a, like a, like a forces, uh, siblings who's playing kind of like country music and they're playing violin. I was playing violin. So oh. I think that was, yeah, yeah. who is your favorite artist? Oh, can I say three? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Tash Tana, Pink Floyd and Amy Winehouse. Oh, those are good All ones. All very different. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> What's the riskiest thing you ever did as a teenager? Oh my God. Oh yeah. So I went to Italy and then I, I went to Italy with my violin group and then I stayed and I took like a train to Rome by myself and then I didn't have anything like booked. So I kind of walked around by myself trying to find out stuff and my, my parents couldn't reach me for three days. So they contacted the embassy Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah. <laughs> I was 18. <laughs> Why did you go? Yeah. You were just like yeah. because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a cell phone at the time? Mhm. You just didn't. Yeah. Nice. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't use it or something. I don't know. Or or I just forgot. I don't know. I was pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's so that's crazy. Different different childhoods. I I snuck out one night and it's like fucking goes crazy in my house and you go to fucking Rome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was 18 and that's considered uh, an adult like in, in Sweden. Oh, yeah, yeah, Here yeah, too. yeah, okay. yeah. What was your worst date? Oh, shit. I don't <laughs> even remember. Okay, I tend to like block out the, the bad dates. Um, 
So when I first got here, I went on a date with this guy and he seemed cool. Uh, and then we went on a motorcycle and this was like three years ago when I first got here. Uh, and we went on a motorcycle and then we went to a restaurant. And when we were at the restaurant, I realized, oh my God, I thought I, I clicked with this because um, he was a musician too, but like, I really did not click with him. And he was like talking all the time. And I was just mm. like, damn, like I do not feel good at all. But we had gone with the motor motorcycle. So like I had to go back with him on the motorcycle and I had to like stay there. And he was like ordering more food and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, and then I had to wait. And then we had to like go back on the motorcycle. And th then he tried to kiss me and I was like, eh. <laughs> and, then, and he did not. And he texted me after and he was like, oh, I thought we, we connected so strongly and like, this is not okay. And he was kind of mad at me. And I was like, oh no, like I did not feel <laughs> this at all. Oh, yeah, I know. Ew, this guy sucks. Yeah, yeah. I know. But at least so, you got to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, it wasn't like even, yeah, I was just, no. <laughs> what is something that you would say to someone looking to get into your field? I would say be really sure that you love all parts of it, mm. that you love like writing, that you love singing that you love rehearsing that you love performing because it is a really hard field to be in mm -hmm. but it's it's amazing if you love all parts of it but like yeah be really sure and if you are like never give up just like keep on going mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's mm -hmm. beautiful when is a moment where you hit a fork in the road and your life would be completely different if you had gone the other way when i moved here yeah. i guess yeah because yeah. um I was in like a very steady relationship in Sweden and I we had an apartment together and everything and I I already be, like became someone in Europe or in Sweden so like I was traveling all over Europe and I was in the like the youngest pe person in like the um Swedish music union Oh wow! Mm. And in the board there and stuff, and and I had like um, a club with another girl, friend of mine, um, that we got like funding from from the Swedish state to have this club. A club. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. a music club, a music club, and so I had like a lot of things going on. But I moved, I got here, and I felt like. I love the vibe here. I love all the creativity here and I love the po potential. So I felt like if I stayed in Sweden that I would like have this path, you know, paved out for me. And I didn't want that. I wanted to see where I could go. So I mm -hmm. guess it's been like harder, like mm -hmm. a lot harder in a way um, to go here, but like also like a lot more exciting and I feel like I've grown a lot as a person and and um, I'm like much more happier with my life mm. yeah wow. wow that's yeah. crazy it yeah. sounds like yeah. you were scared of like almost being complacent in Sweden and yeah. like that's why you just like took the took the leap of coming yeah. to LA exactly yeah. yeah yeah definitely and also like when you come from like Gothenburg is the second biggest uh, city in Sweden but when you come from it's still like a small town compared to here. And when you come from somewhere like that, it's like kind of like you have to move away to like, I could see mm. that like maybe there wasn't like much more to um, get 
where mm-hmm. I want, where I was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you feel fulfilled in LA? Do you feel more fulfilled than mm. you did? Yeah, I do. Like I love, uh, I love being here. I love the, uh, the weather, <laughs> the climate. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> it makes me happy almost every day. <laughs> and I love the, you know, creativity, like so many people doing mm. stuff like mm-hmm. you guys or, you know, like acting or whatever. There's so much creativity going on. So it's so yeah. much fun. I love it. Like Barbera does this, like one of my favorite wines. You guys really nailed it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so you worked in wine, right? Yeah, I okay. did for a little bit, for okay. like four months. So I'm not like an expert expert, but I can't say something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know yeah. your way yeah. around yeah. a wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, if you have things that you know about this wine that you want to say, like, please. Um, I mean, like, Barbera d'Asti comes from a region from, like, northern Italy that mm. I actually been. It's, like, around, like, so Barolo and Barbera d'Asti come from, like, the same region. Mm. And um, Valpolicella, that many people have heard, is very close to there. And Amarone, that mm-hmm. some people also have heard, is also very close to this region. And it's kind of uh, known for, like, um, deeper, more full-bodied wine mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i would say this one is definitely like like a little like deeper and full-bodied than mm-hmm. like some and i also feel like for me compared to american wines that there's like there's no sugar added in any red wine but mm. that is like you know here either but it still has like more um f- like fruitiness to it yeah like mm-hmm. um so, and so this is like drier to me, uh, as well. Yeah. 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 I would say if you're big into Cabernet Sauvignon and you haven't like explored anything else other than cabs, like I would try some Italian wines. Yeah. yeah they're exactly. always really bold, really dry. Exactly. I always go for cab when I go out, if there's not like Italian or French, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like, that's like. Mostly like the full, more full-bodied or like drier than that you can find mm-hmm. around here. Yeah. Really? Like. yeah. Um, what would you pair with this? It can be like a normal, a food pairing or it can be an unconventional pairing, like a music or a movie or a TV Ooh. show, an experience. I mean, like, actually it's, uh, I, I'm going to choose like some music. Yeah. Um, Cause like when I was a teenager, like me and my friend, uh, we used to like, I mean, like, this is so, so funny. Like, most teenagers doesn't do this. But, like, we were, like, sitting around his table and we were, like, drinking, actually, like, Barolo or stuff like that and listening to Pink Floyd. So, no. and we had cheese as well. And we were, like, sitting there, like, yeah. That so sounds like I my would, ideal night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we did this when we were, like, yeah, you know, young. <laughs> so... Uh, so Pink Floyd, yeah. I love, I love that. that. What would you pair that with this? I would pair this with watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know Ooh, if you've seen that show. I haven't. You actually. need to watch it. You would yeah. absolutely love it. Because she's bold, but she's mm-hmm. also like really fun and a little fruity too. So yeah. mm-hmm. I would pair this with a trip to Big Bear in the middle of winter. Ooh. Just being oh, in like oh a God. nice log cabin with a nice fire going. I feel this like is this is the perfect wine for that. Yeah. 
Damn. Maybe put, play, like, put a record on if there's a record player in the cabin. I don't know. I don't know what the situation Pink Floyd. is. Pink Floyd record. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous of your pairing. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> yes. Are we all going to Big Bear after I that? think we're going to Big yeah. Bear. <laughs> Can I come? <laughs> well, guys, I w- we want you to stay tuned because you're going to play a song for us from a new album. But before we hear yeah. it, can you just tell everyone where to find you on social media and on yeah. your music? So uh, on Instagram, I'm E-L-I-N dot wolf. So Eline dot wolf. And um, I got a lot of songs out on Spotify already. Uh, same name, E-L-I-N wolf, Eline wolf. And on YouTube, same um, yeah, on on all streaming sites, you can find my music on all streaming sites. So yeah, Amazing. awesome. I have a Patreon as well mm. um, that I put like all the like behind the scenes from uh, my shows, for oh, example. Cool. And mm-hmm. I model a little bit too, so like I put like um, photos that doesn't come out and and stuff like that. So mm. um, yes, yeah, so you can be you can. Go to my uh, Instagram account in my bio. There's a link to my Patreon if you want to support my music. Awesome. (laughs) And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Overport and Screwed. And like and subscribe. Like? Rate and review. Rate and review. I always get the wrong. (laughs) Make sure to rate and review this podcast and give us five stars. Now we're going to hear your song. Can you say what you're going to play and tell us a little bit about the song? Yeah. So... uh, the song I'm going to play is from my new album, Wolf Woman, and it's the first song that we started to record, and it's called Ride on Wild Horses.
Thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs>